like big rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, total rabbit hole, like literally. <laughs> Inner earth rabbit hole. Inner rabbit hole. Yeah, and I was uh, like, I was texting one of my other friends and I was saying something like, uh, my friend was like, wait, so what did you, what'd she say? She said something like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I was a talk to her on the phone and I was like, I was just researching Atlantis and then I got on this big rabbit hole with the inner earth and she was like, wow, literally. <laughs> yes, literally. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy information. I was just talking to Pedro about it again and I was like, there's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of supporting evidence. That's what's so great about well, it. Well, but then now it's like, now I keep on thinking like, okay, remember like our very first podcast, one of the deals was there was that um, hum or that buzz. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was going to say the same. Yes. <laughs> like all around the entire world. Right. Exactly. And they were like thinking like someone, I remember someone suggesting at that point, like, well, it's like rings like a bell. We must be hollow. And I remember like, whatever, but now I'm kind of going like, mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Right. Exactly. I was going to, I almost texted that to you last night. I was like, should I, should I mention that? Because they didn't mention it, but that podcast that we listened to was from 2018, even though it was just, yeah. it was just published. I don't think that had happened yet. Cause that happened right. at the end of 2018. Like it didn't that happen in like November of 2018? Yes. Yeah. And then another one right. happened around new year's of And another one happened. Um, right. And they didn't, they don't know where it's coming from. It's just coming up on the size, seism the seismographs, right? It's, that's the situation, but they can't ever pinpoint where it's, where it's. Or what's causing it. And yeah, but it can be felt all over the world and it's low frequency. Well, it wasn't even felt. It just appeared. Or, on, that's true on radars or not radars, but seismographs. The, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I think, crazy. Yeah, well, it's crazy. And then there's like. And then it kind of, um, there's just so much, like, like I didn't, okay, so, so the Earth's axis, if this is the center pole, it's like, what, 23 degrees, or I can't remember what the degrees yes. it is, but that's why we have seasons, right? So it's right. like, going like this, all right, so I was always under the impression that Aurora Borealis could only happen at one, like, whatever pole was toward like like pointed more towards the sun because it was basically solar flares or you know right. uh, it was solar energy yes but now there there's images that they're showing i don't know what's true what's not true but of where both poles are lit up at the same time and they didn't even know that that was possible but both are experiencing but right. you know there's images from space that show that both poles can experience borealises at the same time yes and that and that was mentioned in the podcast also with the interview, he said that they're finding out that it's not caused from solar flares as much as they thought. And it's actually has something to do with the inner, the inside of the earth that's actually the cause of it. And so it can happen um, both at the same time. And they've, they've been sending up these study satellites to study just that going at different, different speeds around the earth in order to capture different pictures at different times to see the overlap of this Aurora Borealis thing happening. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And then the, um, but even, even if it's, even if there are like, cause okay, like a lot of the suggestions are that there's some kind of holes at the poles that like enter yes. into them. 
but there's also um, a lot of, uh, well, just other cultures, like, like, like we were talking about the Hopi or whatever, like the Native Americans who were taken in underground um, are in their, in their legend. They were taken underground for like a flood or something in through the Grand Canyons and all that. And being from New Mexico, I remember all kinds of stories of people living in underground caves or um, there was military bases that they talked about underneath caves or there was um, mm-hmm. like these giant, they always talked about like Carlsbad Caverns, like a huge ca- cavern system in Southern New Mexico. And um, I, I remember when I was, a, when I was a kid, there would be a lot of like folklore about um, s- like strange people that would come, like would be in the middle of the desert that, that would come out of these caves and, and all that stuff. And I, I, I don't know, I'm not saying it's for sure for real, but it's, it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't bother me. I think it's like, yeah, I think there's uh, some legs to all this. Oh, I definitely think so too. The, the, the thing about the crust though, was that the crust at its thickest layer would be at the equator. That's where the, 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 mm-hmm. cru- the Earth's crust is, is thickest. And they said that's probably 300 miles thick, right? Wasn't that what they're thinking? So if there are people that are living or something living in the Earth's crust, it's probably not beyond the crust or anyway they could be living in like pockets or caves in the crust and that's different from once you get past the crust the inner earth which is a completely open new world well that's what i understood and that that's that's what the a lot of them are are saying but i i i'm thinking that there must be other ways to get like an entrance yeah, yeah other entrances because right um and and i mean they they talk about how like there's supposedly entrances and like right new you know like a like in volcanoes or something or like the base of like the egyptian pyramid maybe like there's portals mount shasta right (laughs) right exactly like the lumerian thing um and then and then it's interesting because it's like like remember the girl i told you about who like works at nasa who like um when she was a kid like she used to talk about like uh, she was my friend and she used to talk about how there were people who lived in the center of Jupiter and um Ooh. and then I did like how they were kind of talking about how actually um living inside planets would actually be a lot make more, more sense stable and make more sense than being on the outside skin of it right exactly because we have an atmosphere on earth so it makes it available for us to live on the outside but actually most are bombarded with like radio, yeah, with with um, with solar rays cosmic that they wouldn't, yeah. yeah, cosmic waves exactly. So there's cool. no barrier, so it would make sense. And the other thing about Pluto being e- eating another planet, oh, being, Neptune, it was Neptune, Neptune eating another planet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Neptune, yeah, Pluto's like too tiny, I think. Anyway, yeah, so so there's actually another planet in Neptune. Yeah, that that's crazy to me, and that's why it's 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 axis is all funky. It's been yeah, it's weird. like right, right. They said it's almost it's almost like okay. completely flat. But if we take away what conventional everything thinks and says or whatever, going back to uh, mundane to the universe, and if you take like the as above, so below, meaning like let's say we always think that it's so I related. Always, it's so weird, but. If you take the whole notion of 
the earth is a cell, okay? And right. like the space could be the bloodstream, okay? And if we, if we, if we kind of relate it to that, most things that live on a cell are inside the cell. Right. Rather than the outside skin of the cell. That's an excellent point. And there's so many different parts of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I, I've been thinking a lot about that and how, it how, how okay. So, so basically it just, you could just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And well, it now just never I start ends. thinking about everything in terms of like how, okay. So if we can look at the micro and more of a cosmic or more, we can look at the micro and more of a macro way, meaning like we can get the overview of the micro a little bit better than we can like giant outer space. Right. And if you, you kind of see like relations on how they work. You kind of start going like, all right, well, maybe there is. Makes something. sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it totally makes sense. It's oh, okay. Right. So we're just, and also we're, we're okay. So the, if the earth is okay, a planet, but then it's right. It's, it's a part of another larger system that let's say could be another body actually. So what, it could be a chakra center in another body or an organ of a larger body. And what would that be? If you think of really huge things, that's amazing. And then you go smaller and smaller, like, Oh, right. The inside of the earth. And there's other parts of the cell, like you said, in that, and it keeps getting smaller and smaller. It's yeah. mind blowing. But then, then you're kind of going like, well, uh, instead of being like the skin membrane, I'm sure there is other stuff that exists on if it is a shocker, if it is like whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know. All, all I know is that um, my I, I'm a, my paradigm's a little. It's a little bit kind of going like, hmm. All right, there yeah. could be a lot of impl implications if this is if this is true. And to be fair, like I I looked into like seriously going to Antarctica a couple years ago. I was like wanting to go down there. And it is like, unless you like go work on, just try, try. If you think you can go to Antarctica, that's cool. Um, on, just from doing it from your house alone, at, like booking things. I no, I mean, I'm sure if you go to Usuela or whatever down in Southern, uh, the southernest part of Argentina, you can maybe high, get higher on with a boat and there's some there I'm sure it can be done but it cannot be done easily I'll tell you that and like you you have to like have you have to be going with a research team you have to have a reason to go there you can't just be like yeah I want to touch every all seven continents because I've I have except for that and so that's why I wanted to go and yeah well I thought that you could go if you have a lot of money to do skiing type of expeditions that there are some kind of extreme sports things that you could actually do that i feel like i've heard of somebody doing that somewhat recently i have one friend who's been that i know of and she um she went as a well she's an artist like she paints icebergs like that's what she paints and so she got a special grant to go with a research vessel and you know but she had to prove that you know, like she actually is a working artist and, um, you know, she had to write, like, she had to write like a government grant to get permission to go. It was, you know, and still had to pay a ton of money to go. And I'm sure you can pay certain, I'm not so sure they have like leisure trips, like skiing expeditions, maybe. I feel like I heard that somewhat, I don't know, maybe like five, six years ago, maybe even longer, but 
that there was a skiing, that they went skiing there. I don't know. Um, but yes, it would be really cool to go. I love that, that um, Brooke, well, I don't remember his last name. Brooke Agnew or something. Yes, yeah, like the Agnew. scientist who, who's studying um, the hollow earth theory pretty strongly. And he's trying to get together a team of people to go to the Arctic in the next few years. Um, I think that's amazing. If there was actually like a, a live, um, yeah, like a reality it. show or whatever he's thinking awesome. about doing. Yeah, totally awesome. I, I can't even imagine. I, I can't even imagine just being in that type of water. And oh, right. And the other thing about the inner Earth theory. This was this was more like speculation. This part wasn't part of the theory. There was just they were just talking at the end of the second podcast about it when they were talking about um, how. It's probably a, a gateway to a dimension is what it is. It's actually not necessarily like an inner earth where we're, we're maybe we're thinking of it as a place and like it may be actually a place like an Eden and Garden of Eden type of thing. Or, or maybe it's just a doorway, what they were calling like the stargates to other galaxies or other dimensions. Well, um, and that's kind of how I think about aliens a lot right now. Like that's kind of like my new, rather than it being like all these like vast um distances of different yeah. star systems or whatever which very well could be that as well but i also sort of feel like a lot of them must be i mean because like look i my experience has been alone in my not at, at night in my room i've had like physical being visitations at least three to four times in my life four times in my life different physical you know, things that are not related to each other are not the same kind of beings that come into my room at night. So, I mean, I could just be crazy. There's that. But then there's also like, whatever. And then I've had a lot of like dream time, weird, um, out of, or other places that aren't necessarily earth. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like that they're on other planets or I don't know if they're different times or what they are, just imaginary worlds in my head. I don't know. But I think that, um, the fact that they like and a lot of people in abduction syndromes and with visitation things or whatever a lot of people have that same experience where it's like like it comes to them like alone at night or or sometime or whatever and i it feels to me dimensional mm -hmm. well yeah. that makes sense yeah i i don't know what else it would be well and then i also didn't even i like okay there's a uh, this there's there's Amazon tribes that uh, they can't see the color red I think or I'm not sure there's a color they're missing because it's just like not in their vocabulary and it's not something that they ever talk about so they don't register it when they look at it and then for instance in Russia they have like like let's say we have maybe like 30 words for different colors of oh this is like a a till or you know like a different color of blue or whatever and they have something like a thousand words for the color blue so like they actually say that russians see like more shades yeah. than we do in that range and mm -hmm. then for instance the amazonians don't so it's it's very like your actual perception of what you see is shaped by the influence of our language and by the you know like whatever imagine just i mean an entire race of people that aren't technically colorblind but are because it, it was never something that was it's atrophied it's an atrophied element within their thing 
So with that, if you take that as just like a little sliver of our reality, uh, I mean, this, like we already know the visual light spectrum and everything else. So um, imagine what else is there dimensionally. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we really don't even know the spectrum of light. We assume, we think that we, we do. Assume we assume we do. Right. Right. Based on any, based on what we can't see and any of the waves that we can pick up with other, with other testing devices. But otherwise there could be um, like an infinite amount of colors that we just don't ever register at all. And you're right. The same thing with universes. Okay. This other video I talked about, they're saying that the Dalai Lama is actually, um, it's, he's also connected to inner earth. Yes. That, yes that was the same end of the video. The, okay. I didn't watch your video yet, but there's another video that I watched because no, you I, sent it to me. The two, the sent the at the end of the second video you oh, sent. Oh, you mean the podcasting? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, I, I watched a whole other video that's just about that subject, mm -hmm. and it talks about um, yeah, Agartha or whatever is like the name of the inner world land, and that the the Delhi Lama is the basically supposed to be the dude who's connected to that person I, I, he's the he's the outer planner planet how much he's a terrestrial version he's the terrestrial contact with it, inner earth beings and like in they're able to every dalai lama apparently for all of existence is able to connect with these inner earth beings huh wow that's that's pretty interesting yeah well, th that coincides with the podcast when he said that he went to Tibet and he was able, he, he asked one of the, the guards if he could go into this special room and his guide said, you can ask the guard once and if he says no, don't ask him again. And then he, he asked him once, the guard said no. So he said, he respected that and didn't ask again. He started leaving and then the guard said, you can go into the room. And so he went down this flight of stairs and that's when he came up across the, what looked like a swat sticker. Yeah, it the giant squash sticker. But they said it was the Milky Way galaxy right well that that again the nazis used the swat sticker because the, the well but so did native americans native exactly americans used the swastika right so the the what happened was the the what i think is that the is the nazis misused it because that's a symbol that's been around for way long before the nazis were around well i mean the nazis had a whole bunch of like they had um you know what's the name of that that pretty lady who's like the blonde late like they had a bunch of interconnections with um our they were trying to use a lot of like psychics and stuff like they had a whole other thing going on and they did have a lot of stuff going on in Antarctica so I'm thinking that that's true they're connected to the inner earth also they're 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 they, they knew something was going on and they're still I'm, connected to the inner earth well 2,000 of them went down yeah they all went to half of them went to South Argentina. America and Argentina right. And then uh, 2,000 of them went missing, and that's what that whole uh, Richard Byrd thing was supposed to be on a U.S. mission to try to find the missing Nazis after yeah, World War II. And then that's where he claimed that he actually flew into the inner earth and saw it. Yeah, that's, that, make, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. And also that symbol that looks like the SWAT sticker, which is called like the whirling, like the whirling energy symbol is just a whirling energy symbol of the, of the galaxy or of the, right? It was of the, the universe. Of the universe. Of the universe. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so that's, it makes sense that they would use that symbol because it was a powerful symbol, but yes, so it wasn't even misused. It's just that that's a symbol that can be used in any way. It's, it's like a universal symbol. Now it's just associated with Nazis, but that's a, that's a symbol that oh, was- yeah, I mean, the Nazis are only from the 1940s, but that thing was used thousands of years ago. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they, they have a lot of, Okay, um, like so, said, a lot of money going in and next because I always thought that Atlantis was um, like a city, the city of Atlantis that sunk. And then so I went back and reread just yes last night, I reread the Plato's, like the very first mention that we have of of Atlantis. And um Timaeus or something is the the book that that's written in. And um it, it it talks about it as a a, pl a continent. It's not just yes. one city. It is no, actually like a, a, a continent, a continent. That's right? And like a, like an island chain, like a giant island yes. continent chain. Right, right. That's what I've heard too. And also, um, like Edgar Casey's stuff talks about that. Although they look, they were looking for it on the Bimini coast, which is like off of Cuba, and they were found finding underwater um, roads. And there's pictures of underwater roads that were sunk, but it's hard to tell if that was from Atlantis. And then the other thing was that, so that was, okay, in the Atlantic, and there's a lot of speculation about really where that continent was. Um, and if it really did sink, because the scientists think that it can't actually literally sink, but I don't know. And then there's that whole, the Lemurians was on the Pacific side. And that's where I feel that I'm, I had a I had more of lives. a connection to yeah. yeah but maybe we crossed over you know there were the atlanteans and the lemurians and there was the crossover you know it wasn't like they were just strictly that would be like okay you know your neighbor is uh i don't know from a different country it's not like you didn't have any contact with them or well, didn't get influenced I, by them. it feels to me that like um like from from things i've heard i don't know that what's true what's not but lemurians were here long before atlanteans were yes so, it could just be like you could be both because literally right. they, were, they were the species of dominance that existed in different. That's right, right. Because supposedly the Morians were here for like twenty thousand years, and were longer before Atlanteans ever before arrived. Before Atlanteans, right? Ever. But then, what does that mean? Arrived by who? Are they like literally aliens? Star. Are star people? Well, that's the question because there, there's the star seed. You know, this the the where their star where they came from like their star home yeah i think yeah. so and then that makes sense with the whole stargate thing and and, and the inner planet but you know is sometimes i spend so much time thinking about all this and it's like trying to <laughs> solve the mysteries of the entire universe which we're not able to ever find out well and but now the in earth one is a new like way to tie it together with little pretty bows like oh yes but maybe the flying saucers are actually coming from the poles or maybe you know right you know well um, that's that is true there's so much we don't know my thing is that after i live this life i do hope that that i remember more because i feel like i'm just starting to remember we're all just starting to remember our are where we're from and all this information reconnecting with the whole intergalactic world that we were we have been cut off I, I feel that so my point is like i want to gather as much information as i can in and this then be life. like hey okay so what one of this yeah. is and i remember 
or just at least to remember for next time that I don't want to have to go through all of this like from square one and just start over again. Let's let's remember. Let's let's continue. And I love that word remember, like to remember remember things together. Yeah. Yes. Um, exactly. But sometimes that makes me like people like I know so many people in my life, like most people in my life who think this is all hogwash and a like an actual waste of time. Like they really do feel that it's more valuable to watch Desperate Housewives than it would be to talk about this stuff or to even speculate on this stuff because all this is a speculation. Now, that's fine to each their own, right? But maybe, right. like, they're more advanced than I am because they've already done all this stuff and, like, tried to figure all it is all out and then their soul's kind of like, nope, you don't get to remember it, so you might as well just watch Desperate Housewives. You know? Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. I don't even think... That I, I don't even want to think of it as a more advanced. I think everyone's just at their point. We're all different souls with different points of experiences, different remembrances. And so fine, like to each his own exactly. Because like, I mean, on the one hand, you just want to, we want to make everybody conscious and we're all raising the vibration and we're all connected and blah, blah, blah. And like, it would be nice. I don't care about that anymore. I used to sort of like, would be, would be cool if we could all sort of wake up together and everybody. And like, now I'm just like, nah. I mean, I think that that's happening though. I, I don't, I think that we're already on that track. That's, a, that's already happening in mind. I feel like the flow is there and people are, people are having this conversation. I have always, whenever there's conversation about things that I get bored about, like TV shows or, I mean, some of them could be interesting. I'm not saying that they're not, but I'm just, when I get interested in a topic like this, I am full attention because I feel connected to it. So I'm like, well, why do I, why am I so drawn to this? So should I, should I watch basketball because that's the thing to do or go so like whatever it is? No, I'm just going to investigate things yeah, that I'm interested in. Exactly. So why not? Like, yeah. It's not a oh, waste yeah, of time this, to me. This is my, this is my TV. Like this is right. my, this, oh, exactly. oh, this is like my juicy entertainment or whatever. But even, and like the other day, my mom asked me, she's like, do you just believe everything? Do you just believe everything that you read? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is that it? Like I could just tell you any kind of gnome story and you just believe that? Is that what it is? Like, and I'm like, maybe, maybe, <laughs> like kind of, um, no and yes and maybe. Um, I don't know. The thing that I do like about all this work is that I, that's what I was telling Pedro today. I was like, he's like, I don't believe it. The inner thing. He's like, I don't believe, you know, you could believe it. And he always, I always tell him like all my crazy ideas and like things I've heard and crop circles and all the stuff that I enjoy. And he's like, some of me believe, but some of me is just like, I don't believe it. And I was like, it doesn't matter that you don't believe it because it's not just me like frou-frou Danielle, like, oh, there she goes on one of her craziness things again. These are scientists who are coming up with actual plausible theories that are going to be testable or are testable. And so they're not saying that it's 100% correct, but there are there there's scientific evidence that are that's pointing to that right. yes, that's this is plausible. Yeah. And like we could put crop circles in this mix. Like like that like where I crop well, circles crop, to me circle, are still yeah. like crazy mystery that like no it's just like no one's talking about them. They're like, oh yeah, like people, those are fake. Like my, my older brother was like, 
they haven't had a crop circle in years, Nikki, like since the seventies, and those were all proven to be fake. And I'm like, <gasps> like what? No, what that goes from somebody that does not know anything about crop circles. He doesn't know anything. Sorry, but that's but. that's <laughs> no, he doesn't. But that's the general public. That's like what everybody thinks now. They they that 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 that's I think that's just baffling to my mind. People don't realize that no, they still happen every single year. And yeah. that there's like videos of like lights appearing and then the something's not there. There's like, there's electromagnetic frequencies that are different in some and then that aren't. Right. I mean, oh, there's, there's tons of evidence. There's knots and stuff. There's intricate things that aren't just plank and board and broken. Oh yeah. I mean, oh. No, there's, right. there's a tons of evidence around crop circles that indicate that humans did not do it. And there's been theorems that come out of it that, have never been discovered, you know, that are newly discovered um, uh, formulas and and calculations. So there's there are are old yeah. like I mean they're they're finding like cave paintings with similar you know uh, symbols that were that are found in crop circles. Like you know the sacred geometry. Oh, did you listen? Yes, exactly. Did you listen to that podcast I had sent you about? Um, it was with. Robert Grant, he, he's a, like a mathematician and he also does this. Oh yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Sacred geometry and how he went into the, um, the great pyramid and how he spent time there. And that was his third time there. And then how the alpha and the omega symbols turned up on the, on the cover of the, the lid. What is that called? The sarcophagus or whatever. Yeah. The sarcophagus. Exactly. But he said that wasn't there before. And he was thinking about it. He's a, a, a very, very advanced mathematician that is, is way up there as one of the mathematicians of the world, you know, very smart person. And he just came to this like poof realization about something about the, the, uh, the formulas of the pyramids and all these connecting things and how actually the the feet and the meters are related through the pyramids and like all this stuff that i was like wait what let me listen to this five right. more times and maybe i don't get it that was interesting because like because i when he was talking about the measurements and using feet and and inches and stuff and i was kind of going like yeah but that's imperial which is not that old but then he was showing that actually no like they they had a, a very similar measurement yeah Right. And the why it was connected. And that was new information that he found that he pretty much discovered. And the other thing was, he's like, this has something to do with the alpha and the omega, because there's some kind of formula. Again, there was a circumference, whatever, there's some kind of formula in that. And then he like looks down and it's engraved on the top of that, on the lid of it. And so others were saying, well, did you do that? And they thought that he did it. He's like, I didn't carry anything with me to engrave this. How, how was I going to engrave this perfectly symmetrical or perfectly um, formed symbol of the Alpha and Omega right here, right now? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But his point, his thought was that maybe it became available. It's like as our, our, as our intelligence and as our consciousness is getting bigger, these things are getting revealed to us or they're appearing because we're actually going to another dimension. We're actually in another dimension Dude, or in another like, timeline. Oh, I, I know what I was thinking about the inner earth thing again, going back <laughs> to um, Brooke's like, comment. Is that his name? Brooke, right? Yeah. He, he was talking about how every X amount of years, there's this scientific community that measure the amount of species that have 
either died oh, the or thing. yeah, and the stingray thing. And he said that there was a, what 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 happened that triggered that? I forgot now. Are there's but all there's, these species? Yeah, I need to look at that again. Yeah, something about how that there was fifteen hundred new species of stingrays found in right. this area, and then um, and every year they find another twenty or something. But like this was an ab, like a super abnormal amount. And then there's the story of like the birds and the gulls and stuff that there's certain ones that migrate somewhere we don't know where like they're, oh right they we don't yeah we we're not able to find out where they they go north instead of south in the winter yeah and they would die if they didn't reach somewhere warm so it's it's confusing yeah well i and there is that question of the north pole being covered with um clouds, clouds. All the time. yeah so we don't really know what's below it it could be green and in the other story that seemed like the Scandinavian guy talking, he said that they believed that there was a, there was warm or there was warm land or there was more like land beyond the North. It was called the land beyond the North pole. And so when they, when they got to that point, they realized that it was like, uh, it was like warm and there was actually greenery. Well, uh, if you look at pictures of other planets, like if you look at um, Saturn, or Jupiter or whatever, they always have like these dark swirls, like points. They have they have very distinctive points on their poles. So I don't I don't know. I think it's it is interesting how little information we have about our own planet. Right. You know, know. just yeah, like well it's it's so it's just so extensive and really every time i think about anything i'm just, i just get so amazed I, I i i love it you can you can investigate anything and it would be endless you're like oh i'm just going to investigate ants and how ants work or or like magnet oh speaking of ants which is really weird like i had some um ants on my sink the other day like little tiny tiny ones like i don't know if they're like sugar ants or whatever they are called but I just was bored. So I put like a droplet of honey on the, on the counter and I was like watching them all. They communicate, communicate with each other, but like, this is how they do it. Like, I observed they, this. I know exactly how they like, do it. They go like in lines and like, they'll see one is it, they never, they always talk to each other. They, they talk real quick they huh? do it with their, with their antennas. Real exactly. Quick. They exchange some like freaking information. quick information and then, and then that's how the other one knows yeah and then and then they walk past each other so at yes. boys no matter that's they don't have any prejudice against each other they, they nope. just see each other and they're like dee, 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 and as lo and behold that one that would have had no idea that there was honey makes its way to the honey right so yes i observed that with that exact type of ant that exact type of ant because in mexico we have the sugar ants and they're all over the place in my old apartment they were like everywhere pretty much unavoidable and i would just watch them and be like oh wow look at them communicate they greet each other every single time yeah they and they greet each other and so for a while i was putting my honey jar in water like in a in a bowl of water so that they couldn't get it and they built a bridge eventually and they got to it oh yeah they they i mean they're super smart i know but they are super and they're smart. like organized and like fire ants travel for miles in colonies on water and don't die i didn't know that that's amazing that's they are the most amazing creature like they have they for me not only that but we couldn't tell each other that quickly hey 
there's a right. big giant pool of uh, honey over there on that side. I mean, like I'm talking like seconds. Like they yes. they exchange information they just, in seconds. Shoot, shoot. Yeah, they keep walking. They they do something with their little antennas. antennas they, their antennas touch. They go to do, and that's it. Exchange information and they keep walking. It's pretty amazing. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. Like that's and I you know and here we are thinking we're the most intelligent species on the planet. I never think that. <laughs> I definitely don't we're think like, that. We can look at it. We build things. <laughs> we build things, which is cool. I mean, yeah, yeah I we're, like we're cool. I like we're humans. Right. Yeah. And I don't, but yeah, but we're definitely, we're all smart in our own ways. I just think, you know, every, everything has something to contribute. We can learn something from. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm saying these other animals have telepathy in some sense. We need, yeah, we need exactly. And well, the whole antenna thing. Well, I mean, the whole idea of, um, insectoid or reptilian like collective consciousness is always fascinating to me um you know because they're obviously insects do have a kind of collective um consciousness and, and danger and stuff and they ha they have they it, it is weird that they aren't parented yeah you know like they like hatch out of like even like say take a sea turtle or something they hatch and then they find their way to the ocean and it's like you're on your own from the day you're born. Like you don't, there's yeah. no, there's no mama doesn't hold you and uh, nurture you and teach you anything. They just like, like, I always find that really quite amazing when you think about that and like same yeah. thing with like snakes or whatever and ants and all that. But anyway, like a lot of the, there's a lot of insectoid and reptilian type um, of alien folklore you know, that yeah. exists and they are kind of, uh, almost like androids. Yeah. Androids. Huh. That's They're pretty like, crazy. That's true. Yeah. Who knows, Danielle? Who knows? I don't know. We'll be inner earth ants, giant inner earth ants who are just as evolved as we are. Like that. I, I, I have more videos to watch and more. Th I mean, like, I don't think I'm done with this hollow earth adventure no 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 me either that this is one that'll be a long this will be like me with crop circles for a while. like i was really into crop circles for a long time like couldn't get, get enough of them i feel like that, that that's kind of like with the hollow earth thing yeah. Plus, i feel like we're actually getting closer that, that if this person does this expedition you know it's something like the russians are on board and they're well, like and there's the like you know that little book i sent you the smoky god book. yeah well that's what i was referring he's the scandinavian guy he's i was referring to but uh, there's there's a i mean there's there's different routes to go down yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, send me the newest one. Oh, you did. You sent that to yeah. me, right? I, I sent it to you. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're gonna have to. I, and also the four borealis. We we did the two of them, but I'm pretty sure that there was more than just those two. On anyway, it, there, there's there's a lot to to research still. Yeah, and I feel like we need to actually. You're gonna like the video that I just sent you. And also, I also think that we need to like we need to talk about the Lemurians and the Atlanteans more uh like i've kind yeah. of actually have mixed feelings about that because i do like it i do like learning about them and i've known about them for a while especially atlantis it was it's always atlantis has always been so big and, and i think i first learned about atlantis when i was reading edgar casey's stuff and, and edgar casey has talked about it has talked about it i should probably go back to some edgar casey's stuff but um 
But anyway, since then I've been but like, oh yeah, cool. Do you remember this podcast how he she was talking that he was talking about like the girl like who was British but she like had a past life where she thought she was Egyptian and she she went to Abydos and she found the Osiris and then she said that that was a portal into the center of the earth. And when I went to the Osiris in Abydos, I remember telling you it was like that buried thing um with like the green like those super green water that they don't like oh, know yeah. like what like i remember saying like there it's a portal like and i knew exactly which area was the portal um oh. so that was weird when i heard that i was like oh okay that there that's weird it's validation yeah for I- internal validation for me yeah cool well that's cool yeah there's a but, lot of things but yeah atlantis and well, you know, like I told you that that one lady was like, um, she, like I, I met her at like a workshop. She wasn't, I wouldn't I didn't pay her or anything. She was just like, like a psychic person or whatever. And she was just like, um, wow, I didn't think I would ever meet you in person. And I was just like, what, you know, she's like, you are responsible for the sinking of Atlantis. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you're not like, um, you invented the technology that sunk, that, that, that sunk the, the or that brought on the last deluge. And I Whoa. was like, I was like, um, okay. And she's like, she's like, you're not necessarily bad. It's just like, you know, it's kind of like Einstein, you know, right. he, he was able, he brought in the atom. nuclear, yeah, the split at, you know, whatever. So like, She's like, well, you're the one who brought on the technology that ended the last civilization. So, you know, she was wow. like, yeah, so you, you've had uh, quite a karmic thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know why. And I was like, as I do tell everybody that, and she's like, I've never told anybody that. Like, I just, as soon as I saw you, that's what the voice said and said, you needed to know who you were. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's cool that she, you know, says that she doesn't say that to everybody because you're always, you're always just like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Even know you. But then I'm kind of like, oh, that's great. So I, I, um, uh, yeah, I destroyed the world apparently in the past. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's one of the reasons why, you know, talking about past lives, whether or not you believe it or things that we, we don't remember. The thing about past lives or li- other lives we've lived, if we remembered all of them, we would be consciously, we would be bombarded with a lot of mixed feelings all the time like I I did this Mm -hmm. you know but if we live it out like our karmic issue in a different way in a different life without knowing the full details of it then that's much easier to live out actually so it's so so we can't know everything because it would just be too much for us to handle in our human brain our soul already knows it all wow anyway yeah that I mean that is true and like it in like and like I went back to that earlier point where it was like if you could if you did one evil act are you evil for all time I don't know oh yeah but I think that just go again that goes back to we we're we're complete love regardless of the acts we do in past lives or in any life really because we're never not love you know like mm-hmm. if you if you think of if you want to think of as in terms of god but like if but god like that's your base vibration it, like the god love or whatever is the base is everything yeah is every single experience it's just we we are just experiencing that we, we're looking at it like from an, a very human or earthly yeah. perspective of you did this bad and good but really from the the bigger 
picture. It's just us experiencing ourselves as souls. So there really is no right or wrong, which is such a hard thing for us to get as humans. Right. But, no, but, but I, I, I believe that. Yeah, I believe yeah. that too. So like, I, I just believe it's just like, um, we're just setting like this duality thing is, is it is yeah. just some sort of weird entropy experiment um, for us to learn more about, about ourselves. Right. Yeah. You that's know? a great way to put it. Yeah. Entropy experience. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. So, well, so yeah. maybe Atlantis. Yeah. Maybe, maybe as you start. But yeah, Lumeria, Atlantis, and, um, and maybe, maybe because, and in earth, and maybe because like, we are, uh, due for a polar shift and we are like living on borrowed time in terms of like when, and when an asteroid could come and make us part right. of the dinosaurs again, or we don't know what, like we, like the thing is, is like, it's happened before it could happen again in terms of like, we we have had the rope, we have had the rug pulled out from us multiple times, like as a planet. Right. Like we, we can geologically see evidence of at least five extinction events, at least. So we, like, I think like maybe the veil is getting thinner and we're like remembering more as maybe a protective form or, you know, maybe we're just now at the point where we're conscious enough to be like, whoa, 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 whoa wait, like, I don't want to be a dinosaur. Like, I, right. You know, like let's figure something else out and maybe our 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 absolutely our souls are kind of going like yeah okay whoa well that's why we're bringing in all these past memories as a way for us to prepare to not have the same experience like to yes yeah exactly i think that that you're right i think that's exactly right and that's funny that you said that because when i had that feeling that i should move to the coast it was not that time's running out but it was like you don't have a, you know, it, if you have X amount of time in this physicality, in this consciousness, just go and live a full life, like go and do that. So I felt like I, that was what, what triggered it too. Like, yeah, if not now, then when? You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's definitely that element, but I think that you're right about the whole consciousness and we're able to prevent things or at least to say that we want to go in a different way or, you know, like, to, to, and also to do the work that we need to do because we have a lot of we have a lot of work that if we're if we're conscious of what's going on and this veil being lifted and all these theories or connections or intergalactic I don't know races stuff. that we could be part of this stuff right then it's also our responsibility I think to kind of you know like break some of those old patterns that we've had or like these fears or these this issues that we had from the past like we have to we have to work through them now because that's going to help us free us in order to be able to connect more but anyway yeah i mean i think i said what i had to say but it's just like we have to do the work we're here now we definitely have we have work to do and what is that work like for me it's 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 like for me it's pretty much getting past my own fears or my own blocks well and yeah all that and I, and I also do feel like if I, if I want to take, if I want to sum up, like, I don't know, the last like 10 years of my life or whatever, I, I mean, I, I've been, I am a way less fearful person than I used to be, you know? And like, I, I think like, I don't, and I feel like so many people I know are in that same reality. Like we're, we're facing like, um, like ourselves, <laughs> like ourselves and asking like, what, like, like, like 
do I, do I really fear this? Or like, like what, you know, I used to like be scared of aliens and now I'm like, bring it on. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's it, like, now I'm not, I'm not scared of the dark. The only thing that scares me is like a, a human being. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of them around yeah just like you know like i like you you it's just because they're unpredictable and they're and they're right. you know they're, they're, they're too they're radical they're too like yeah miss yeah. i don't know yeah they're exactly unpredictable yeah that well that was that that was my other thing because at first when i was like yeah i really want to move to the coast then all of a sudden when i and i was like no nah, i'm totally good with that all then then my fears came and then i was like well what like tsunami was, hurricane kind of yes fear? exactly i have the like those fears exactly they're all the, like um fukushima i'm like maybe i shouldn't be that close to the west coast but i do think that i need to do some healing work for mother earth yeah coast. but you know i do feel like that's not a very common that particular area you're looking at is not a very common hurricane area it it, it is and it isn't it gets hit but mostly it is a it's a it's a um, tsunami I feel like, slash I feel like earthquake hear, zone. I feel like you hear more of like the Yucatan getting hit more. Either way, Wait, I mean, no, yeah, yeah, that that it, gets hit, it definitely gets hit on the Pacific. But yeah, no, the, the West Coast gets hit. But anyway, I'm not. I feel like yeah. I'm not going to dwell on that. What am I supposed to do? Or like fear of swimming in the ocean. I have a fear of that. Like or having Sabino swim in the ocean, or me losing mm -hmm. control, or, or or something happening. So I have these like like multiple fears. And I, I, I don't want to hold Do on to them in order to prevent things. Not far. I don't go out far at all. See, like, I, I get scared. I have no fear of the ocean. And it's almost stupid how, like, no fear of the ocean I have. And, like, uh, for me, it's always, like, I, look, I'm, I was a swimmer all the way into college. Like, I was a competitive swimmer. I've been, like, I am obsessed well, with helps. water. As soon as <laughs> I touch the water, I am, like... I become a mermaid and I am just like, so like, I like, I love the way my body moves. I'm in the water. I can think differently. Like my brain just is unleashed in the water. I love the water. But the thing that the exercise that I do the most that I love in the water is when I am touching an ocean, when my hands are on the, when you could feel that surface tension on the water, it's like, I love to connect, to think about that I am at that moment, I am touching every body of water on the planet and yes, I am connected to great. every body of land. Like that's what I really feel the most connected to the planet is when my hands are in the ocean. It's like different than if they're in a swimming pool or in, you know, bathtub. It's right. like, that's not the well, same. Well, it's so vast. So everything, yeah, your intentions go so far in the ocean. Yeah. You know, like when you can hear, when you go underwater and you hear the noise of how far something's traveled, you're like, Whoa, this is traveling across the ocean. This but way. there's there's literally no separation in one droplet from the rest. Like exactly. it's it, it all and it's and it's touch and all the oceans connect somewhere and yes. all the oceans are touching every morsel of land. So it's like it's the most it's the most connected to the planet you could be, I think. So just well, think about that. And then also like I feel like if you you can if you if you want to bring on a shark, you can bring on a shark. But you can also, you can also repel them Keep by them like away. not right. thinking them about sharks. Yes, yes. And so that, that's the type of work that I'd like to do because I think that actually going there would help me get through some of my fears in 
a different way and they'll be, it will be good. So I just have to trust, you know? So for me, I, it's a lot of that. It's, it's a lot of that. And what you're saying actually now about the, um, the water, which is something I totally feel, actually, I do feel that way. I love the ocean. I'm not saying that I don't, I just get scared of it. Like if it's beyond my touch zone, I, I, I start to have like a panic kind of attack. And I didn't used to have that. That's more of like an adult thing. I didn't always used to have that when I was like, well, I think, I think a lot of that is because Sabina was like, what, eight? Yeah. And, and like, I'm sure he's not as conscious of that as you are. So it makes it to where it's like, you do have like the protective element coming out too. Well, I think that that's part of it. Right. And, and then I I don't want to give him that fear, which I already have poor kid. And it's like, not fair, you know, but I want him to get over that too and be like, all right, let's, you know, you're going to take, lessons surfing lessons and you're going to learn and you'll be fine and I, I just have to trust that and also there are a lot of um turtles like being or like a lot of turtles it's making the news all over the coast and all over the united um mexico and i i thought they're dying know, whatever they're dying and the thing is i found a okay. dead turtle on the coast of mexico there yeah. we, we, we brought it up to um paulina's like house or whatever and then some some people stole the show we got put it in a big blanket and brought it up to, to the to their house and oh i think it's fukushima but anyway there's a lot of them coming there a lot of them are, are, are being found on the coast like a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount and like 20 a week you know in, in very small distances you know and right. um but i feel like it's a good opportunity for me to do some healing work on good the work. ocean it's and a, yeah. we, yeah, grid work, exactly, because the ocean is just like the grid, so it's like the water grid, but then there's the whole grid, It's so there's a lot of great work to be done, because all of your good intentions go out into the ocean, it's connected to everything else, just like what you said, there's no separation between drops in the water, and the same thing is true with the grid. Well, and I also do think that there's some sort of intelligent civilization that lives in the water. Well, yeah. Like, I really do. <laughs> Well, like there's so many lights that they see going in and out of the ocean and then like the things we experienced out there and like a, a lot of UFO experiences happen over the ocean. Like there, there's some, there's some consciousness that exists that we don't know. It's, it's 75% of the planet. So. Well, I, I think now after listening to the inner earth stuff, I was thinking maybe it's more of not the they don't live in the ocean but i was thinking maybe they're just going down to connect to the inner earth somehow in the yeah in the, maybe the ocean. That, maybe there are like like Openings. shared waters or something or yeah there's shared waters well that's what that's what again going back to the species the, the species of the 1500 new species that they found during that time when they thought maybe you know there was there was an opening in the crust for some reason i don't remember what happened but and so they think that there's a connect, there's a connection between the waters of inner earth, which makes God, sense. That would be so cool. It, and there's also like, a lot of fresh water. There's a lot of fresh water holes. See that, yeah. And then like some of the weird stuff that exists super deep that you're like, this shouldn't, it should, doesn't, it shouldn't be able to exist here. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, but it is one of those things where Okay, here's a boring story. Um, you were like, there was this one point of, uh, 
was this one time where something happened and we don't know what it was, but it made cells divide and it made a need, it made, it made living organisms exist. It's like the singularity of it. Okay. And then everything just started dividing and somehow started changing and developing eyes and then da 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 and all on to you. And then that's it. And we, you know, we, we go to work, we do our thing and we come home and that's it. That is a very boring story. Our creation story that we currently have is a very, very boring story. And I, I'm like, if all of what they say is true and nothing else is true, then it's like, ugh. Totally. Right. That's a good point. It's pretty boring. Yeah. yeah. That, that reminded me of the, um, what's his name again, who I was just telling you about that I was watching on Gaia. What did I say? Greg Braden. Yeah, uh, yeah, Joe Greg Braden. No, Greg Brennan. So he's, he's, he was talking about how, you know, the, the theory of evolution is really flawed and how it works to a degree in some species, but it doesn't work with humans. And so they're finding evidence that humans actually are completely different species than Neanderthals, right? Like we didn't, we didn't evolve together, but we did walk the earth at the same time. So there's some kind of evidence or thoughts as to that maybe oh, 200,000 years ago. The what? I'm 4% Neanderthal, according to my DNA. Well, um, they may have, yeah, they may have yeah. mixed, but they were totally they, they were different. The, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like the whole, um, also it's like, if we evolved from monkeys, like why are there still monkeys too? You know, like, I don't know, like why aren't they evolving? Like why? Well, th th that's right. That was one of the questions. And there, he's like, there's too many holes in the, in the evolution theory to what we're saying happened yeah and it's, that's why it's like i believe in adaptation but micro and macro jumps and phylums to exactly. different things it's just like okay so you're telling me a fruit fly gets to be a grizzly bear like right somehow right like right like a dinosaur got to be a chicken well right. and then the other thing is that like how come there, there's only been one singularity like there's according to like there's not been other like meaning an amoeba doesn't just animate itself out of the blue over nothing like in well, life forms don't just wait yeah exactly and that that was it was it was like negating the fact that there's consciousness involved in the in the process of life like there's no there it, he he was reading the definition for life which i don't remember what it was but it was so horrible it was like so dry and there was no feeling of what it really is and that there was an intention behind it or at least there was a consciousness behind it and so so they were making this comparison well first of all these chromosomes apparently 200,000 years ago these chromosomes like fused together and he was he compared it to um like a company that merges with another company so when chromosomes like meld together they have let's say the company had two like human resources department and you know whatever departments they each had one of and then they merged together so then that chromosome would get rid of the um some of the departments that they didn't need and they would just like adapt in order to to make the better chromosome like the better company so this happened and the chromosomes that merged were the ones that formed um, like genes that were had feeling and that made us human and that happened 200,000 years ago and so he he was he was saying him and like other scientists believe like or they have the the reason to believe that if they if this happened and they merged 
then and, and and you're saying it was not intentional that was not an intentional thing like it, and you're saying it was a chemical reaction or the product of its environment it, it was comparing um he's like imagine you go into a um a junkyard and a tornado goes through and when the tornado finishes then you've got a perfect jet like a 747 completely made perfect like right. there's less probability that that would happen unintentionally. I like that analogy, actually. Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah you, you totally see it. But he, um, but that that chromosome was the thing that made us different from Neanderthals. And the other other theory that I've heard with that, it I don't think it was it was another person besides him was saying that consciousness. Oh, it was probably the alien interview thing because I was like, where have I heard this? Where have I heard this? I think it was that when he said that. Um, that Neanderthals were not able, like their body structure, their physical, biological body structure was not able to encompass the consciousness that we have. And so humans were a different prototype that were created and we are able to hold a certain level of consciousness and evolve like, you know, as to higher beings, higher dimensional beings eventually. But the other prototypes that were on earth didn't make it. So they were scratched. And I was like, where did I hear this? And I was like, wait a minute, this is yeah. an interview. Well, with an alien. I mean, but I also kind of feel like, um, like when you look at like the, the, uh, like the young Adrias period where, um, that like 10,000. So like whatever, you're looking at like a giant meteorite that may have hit the earth, like 11,700 years ago or 800 years ago or whatever. And before then you had like woolly mammoths and ginormous sloths that were 20 foot tall and you had saber toothed tigers and all the, all these things that don't, aren't in our existence anymore. Um, and like one of the arguments was that like, oh, they were hunted off. They were, they were hunted off the, out of existence because human beings and also Neanderthals would have lived up to this point and like they maybe think these Denisovans, which is another kind of hominoid, like would have coexisted until this deluge and then they no longer are around afterwards. Well, for me, it's like, I, it just doesn't make sense that all of these species wouldn't have made it. It, it almost feels like it's an intentional like experiment stop where it's like, all right, you know, um, I, I don't think we, I don't think we hunted the woolly mammoths to extinction. I think that it was like, well, actually what I really feel is that the air was different. I feel like our magnetic gouge was different. And so I feel like the size of the planet may have been different. Like maybe it was smaller and then whatever hit us, like made the thing grow, which made our magnetism a little heavier, which made it to where being 8,000 pounds like would collapse on your own body and you couldn't physically be like, like your physics didn't work in this structure anymore. And also I think that the, the atmosphere must have changed to a point where like because the plants were all huge then like in all the right. other previous like insects. everything and, and yeah. insects like 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 something about the air we breathe something about that was different if you were able to get leaves the size of you know our modern day elephant like okay that we don't have that anymore so like there's it's like something with time either they, their growing time was different like they were allowed to grow that much longer. And like, I don't know, it had to have been atmospheric. So all these things though, to me, just seem so intentional that there's, and it's because 
if, if those things all died out, wouldn't everything die out? Why did some things survive and others things didn't? I almost feel mm -hmm. like it's, I don't even, I feel like it's not natural selection. I feel like it, everything is sort of intentional selection being like, and now for this TV show, we're going to have these characters, these dinosaurs and these things. And then, ooh, now for this one, we're going to have these woolly mammoth ice age animals and these things. And now for this TV show, we're going to this, this brand of hominoid, our fifth model and our, you know, I don't know. I just, it feels to me more like, yeah, I really do think that there's some aliens in the moon who like, it's like the Truman Show and they're playing dolls. Right. Well, that, it does, I think that has some truth to it because it's, it, it goes back to the alien with the interview with the, all these companies making, uh, intergalactic companies making platypuses, species, yeah, right, for platypus, right, for like rich people or whatever, <laughs> just to, just to populate planets. And then biology came into like that, those planets. But um, yeah, what you were saying about the expanding, um, the expanding Earth reminded me of again that the conversation with Brooke when he was like, "No, the Earth was smaller in the past." Well, yeah, that's and then that's one of the theories with the the Pangaea, like everything being like how all the continents could fit together, right? Because it was smaller, yeah, and so therefore it, it had less it had less mass, but now it's now it's growing yeah and then i mean it's bigger but it's expanding or like, like the thing the idea is if you have more mass and if it's if it if that that's more, it's like denser it's like harder it's like heavier yeah, it's to live denser here when it's smaller you can't or when, well, when it's smaller it's when it's, it's smaller less it's easier to be big right right because exactly. it's not as hard on your bones there's not, not as hard. much gravity right. When it's bigger though, it's, it's heavy, it's heavier. So yes, you have more density. Yeah. That was another thing about the, going back to the inner earth thing, not to forget about what you said about the woolly mammals in the atmosphere. Cause that sounds interesting. I, know, I mean, I had not thought of that at all, which has some like, you know, good thought behind that. I don't know. I, you know, like, it's just a thought, like, I don't know. I mean, they've done, I, so they can do ice core sampling where they can, um, like fine little tiny air bubbles, like they're, they're in like our Arctic glass, our Arctic, right. Whatever. Yeah. Like the methane and whatever. Right, and then they'll be able to like tell like supposedly what the atmosphere was back then, but it's, it's a flawed science. Cause I mean, yeah. Right. Like what makes you think that that's the way all of it was. It was right. And then like you're, and you're getting one little core sample that could have other yeah. factors and how it was flash frozen and you know it's not like a it's not a an absolute science so i don't know right. how we, but okay what were yeah, you saying no idea no i just i have no idea either the um he was talking about the the inner earth how one of the other theories or evidence it's more evidence that um the hollow earth theory was the distance we are from the sun so that if you if they can measure speaking of measuring things out in space but if they measure correctly the distance from where we are in our orbit to the sun and based on our size they will know the mass of the planet but or the weight or 
yeah, the weight of the planet. But if, if based on our size, it should have been a different weight. But I don't know why exactly they think that, because how do they know what, exactly what the material is? But they, they figured out that, in that if that was true, and if it was solid the way that they're saying it is, like how the regular core theory goes now, like the, what's on side of the Earth and the mantle and all that, then we should actually be in a, another place in the Earth orbit we should not be in the, the orbit that we have now because we are that we're measuring to um where we should be if we have a hollow earth so that's a pretty strong argument i think yeah see but the, for me the weight of the world has always been like if if it's such a delicate balance of like rotation or whatever like we, we gain weight every single day from all the meteorite strikes that we hit and all that. I mean, like, or it, the amount of satellites and space junk we spend in, send into space and the space trash that we have and all of your, all that stuff, like that should affect the weight and balance of the planet too. You know, it's so like, I, I don't know how they, I, I don't think figure it's that possible out, really. for them to ever really figure out how much we really weigh. No, and I don't remember what. And the, I don't think it's a constant. Well, I don't know what the margin of error is. Also, so what is their margin of error for the, ro the that that rotation or the, that revolution around the the sun? Like, what's the dist? What is the margin of error for what the distance should be based on what they think the weight should be or not be? I have no right. idea. And yeah. I I always find it interesting because it's like like let's say a human a human being could be like like 400 pounds or it could be like yeah like and like let's say they lost a lot of weight does that <laughs> like the I, I always you know I, you know I always kind of think about like like your own like weight energy is just energy converted is, yeah it's just converted but it's at never the same lost time, it's like yeah. um but does that mean that the chickens he would have eaten to get him to the 400 pounds or not and if he just spares those chickens there isn't it going to weigh more than when he consumes it versus not anyway you start getting into all those things and you're just kind of going like like it like how do you like within itself like like the if if we if we're if you think of the earth as like a, a jar and just a bunch of crap pulled into it and no matter how you shake it up it's still the same crap like in the jar like i just wonder um with all of our chemical reactions and everything that's happening if uh i don't know like i just wonder if there's ever any um anything change. that is a constant about it, it, it it's only yeah. change but i wonder if there is anything in a constant that could change like rotation or like how we are affected by you know the sun or whatever you know like they say the the moon grows at the same rate as your fingernails like we get uh for, it, it gets like an inch and a half away further away from us every year that's like something that they say. And so it's always bizarrely interesting to me that like solar eclipses could happen where you look at an eclipse and it just so happens to be the perfect size that the sun is in the sky is the perfect size that the moon is, but that won't forever be like, I don't, I don't know. It, so, so I don't guess that has forever been like solar eclipses, even though they've been talking about them for, and I mean, I feel like in art history, I know there's examples of um, uh, Greek and Roman times people. Ha so at least 2000 years ago, they had full solar eclipses that blacked out the sun, you know, or whatever. So 
we know at least since then we've had been having them, but they won't always be the case because of the because it is moving that like an inch and a half away from us every year. Hmm. That's an interesting point. I see. And also, if it's moving away from us, or the 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 rotation around the sun or revolution, I guess. Anyway, the revolution. So doesn't I I was thinking of like of how how you mentioned it um if, if we lose energy, shouldn't we be losing part of our energy burning ourselves going around? Like so Right, like shouldn't that have a caloric like or in a way, like if you compared it to Right, being, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You would think. Well, but that's why I think like but we are always picking up space dust every day. Like anytime oh, you see so a shooting star. maybe it cancels star, out. <laughs> yeah, maybe it does cancel. Maybe that's us eating. That's the cell eating, like having all the space dust come in. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. That's right. And we're sending our satellites out. So that's our poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know what we did. We used to really constipate before we had that technology. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, Danielle? I don't know, but I, I am resolved to like, I just know that the more I learn, the more I realize, Ooh, man. I'm yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I've heard before you can make yourself crazy. And then I feel like I'm going down that path where you can actually make yourself crazy thinking about these things if you don't stay balanced or if you don't like ground yourself, you know? Well, to yeah, that's the thing because it's like you, I don't know. Can you make yourself like, like you, yeah, you could, you could get to a place where it gets too dark for you, but it's like one of those things where I definitely everybody can circle back to the whole like well we don't know so what's it matter like what does it matter then like why why think about this stuff but i do feel that the more we examine things the more you start trying to put the whole story together in your own mind the, uh whether it's complete like ah this is a holographic you know simulation with you know like whatever it is like wherever we want to get to by even trying to formulate new ways and patterns of thinking and new possibilities, I, th I think that that's, I think that's good. I think it helps us grow and I think it, it helps move us forward. Even if it's one step forward and two steps back, it's still some kind of direction. It's better than, yeah. than stagnation. Well, yeah, because we are still expanding consciousness or you're still using your brain, I think in a different way than you had been in the past. So you are changing and that's always good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. As long as you don't go down the, you know, into a dark side or you get stuck in something where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're compromising well, something I mean, else. And it's to a degree like, of unhealthiness. Exactly. Well, and with all of this, it's, it's all grain to salt, you know, right. it's like, it's like, I, I mean, yeah, the hollow earth theory. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> Do, but like, if you were like, would I put my life on it? No, probably not. Not right now. Like, no, <laughs> I don't love it that much. Okay, guys. Right, exactly. Like, it is the end all be all. It is true and nothing else but the truth. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, oh, there's some interesting elements to look at in this or, ooh, this could happen or this could be cool. That's cool. Right. But, and that, you just got to keep that attitude about everything, I think. 
Yeah, yes. And if, and if we're constantly creating stuff and if we're like, like we are the creators and if we, and if we could really like, if, if our potential is to do that, then we are creating it. We're creating it in the moment, aren't we? Yeah, it's true. And I, I, I really do think we're creators in terms of like, I don't want, like when I watch TV shows, like I watched this movie or the TV show called The Expanse and it's like, um, I, I'm watching it right now, but it's, it's, it's supposed to be like near future, like 300 years in the future. And like, we've colonized like Mars and the moon and the, um, the belts or whatever. And the problem is like, it's very war-based. It's a very war-based show where it's, it's all about like, uh, Mars is that battle might go to battle with earth and earth with the moon or all this stuff. And I'm kind of going like, no, no, you know what? I don't want that story. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, this is what I do. I don't want that. And I, uh, well, you know, when people were talking about going to war with Iran and all these other, and I'm like, nope, in my reality, we are not going there. We are not going to do that because what I'm going to focus on very, in, in my world, like that's passe. We're, we're going towards peace. Like that's just how it's going to go. Right. And exactly. I've just committed myself to that now. And that's just what's going to happen. So yeah. anytime, like, I hear, um, you know, people talking about how we might go worth this or do that, I'm like, nope, nope. Let's just nip that in the butt right now. That's not going to happen. Let's do yeah. And yeah, that's, no, it's if, that's how, if that's how you're going to change your reality, that's, I'm going to try that one with that. Right. At least. Right. Why I don't am I going to focus on yeah, the same stuff. It's like, I might as well just stay here on planet Earth if I'm going to have the same thing going on in Mars. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, and I think we're getting to the point where we are evolving past um, competition and we have to be collaborative. And mm -hmm. there's just that we're getting to cooperation. It's, we can't do everything alone. We are this singularity and, and we could, we could stick along with being cooperative because we can get so much more out of it. Obviously, we can give so much more to it. It's just a better exchange. It's, and I, I think I that has a lot to do like with the feminine. A lot of that, it does have to do with feminine. It also has to do with the fact is like you, like you have to stop looking for outside validation. Like nobody else can validate you. So by getting praise and like, you know, um, being like someone being like oh my gosh you're so smart you did so good you just oh 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 just the 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 wanting of that the of that admiration is something we all should work on because it's like that should should only be something that can come internally anyway mm -hmm. and yeah because that fuels the competition and that fuels the i did that i need the credit for that because i right you know well, the ego, you know, our egos are still part of us and we have to, we should be really controlling our egos, not our egos controlling us. Yeah. That's, that's, that's well said.